Sunshine peering through the fog was a phrase that I came up with one day whenever I was driving into work. Let me introduce myself. My name is John McGovern. I've owned my own lawn and landscape business. I still broadcast on the radio and a paramedic, and recently diagnosed with PTSD, anxiety, and depression. And I didn't see it coming. But sometimes the people afflicted with PTSD are the last individuals to look in the mirror. I know I didn't. It was hard to admit I was broken. My emotions, every emotion, in one minute. I was a mess. I knew I needed help, but I thought, what would others think of me? Until the day I looked at my family, and I could see in their eyes that I was not me anymore. So I reached out for help. Join me in my journey to figure out how to get tomorrow mine again and have a new beginning in life with friends and family. Sunshine peering through the fog. We're going to be talking to people afflicted, trauma counselors, psychotherapists, holistic approach, and psychologists. Let's get back to a new tomorrow. And let's beat post-traumatic stress together. Email johnpatricklive at gmail.com Hey, it's another podcast for Sunshine Peering Through the Fog. I am your host, John McGovern. It's all to do with PTSD, anxiety and depression, something that I know so well. That's why there's a bit of a lack from the last podcast to this one. Now, let me explain. If we see a duck on the lake, we see it as calm, cool, collected. But from the water down, we see its legs going like crazy and not really going anywhere. That's the way that I was feeling with the last podcast. I was calm on the outside. But then on the inside... It was a whole different story. It was a story of anxiety, heightened anxiety, social anxiety, not being able to be in a room with five or more people. Yeah, something that I don't really like to share, but if you noticed how I was before I left my profession to get help, you would understand why I was that skittish person. I was that person that would leave the room. I would be that person that would go outside. And I didn't know it then, but I was breathing. I was breathing deeply in, and I was breathing deeply out. Now, breathing is an excellent thing to put the brakes on the parasympathetic system. We all know that, don't we? It's kind of like, whoop, fight or flight, let's breathe. So we're putting the brakes on that fight or flight mode, whatever they may be at that particular time. Now, one other thing that we can do to help with anxiety is to be mindful 
if you have one moment in your life that you are, hmm, particularly happy about, something that makes you totally happy. So for me, it's the day that I got married, the days that the girls were born, my girls, or delivering babies with my profession as a paramedic, seeing new life come in to the world. Those are positive things. Another thing that I do is I think about just the wind, the sounds of nature on my kayak. I shut my eyes and I become mindful to where I am and what is around me. And I think that is the big thing that we need to do to get through social angst. There's a lot of topics that we can talk about, but I really think it all starts with the trauma. It doesn't matter if your first response, if you're police, fire, ambulance. It could be trauma that you had in your childhood. It could be trauma that you have seen just lately. It can take one episode and then kick you in to that deliverance of having post-traumatic stress disorder. Because think about it. Post means after, right? Trauma means many things that can happen. Car crashes, death, you know, things that could happen in your childhood. God forbid, rape, anything like that. Stress. Those traumatic situations bring on the stress. And then that becomes the disorder. To me, mine is like a cat chasing its tail. And I can really never catch it. My mind, my activity in my mind, where the average person could sit there and go, well, you know, today I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing. That's a normal mind. Mine is so heightened, that's where I'm faltering. That's where I'm having a real big issue of trying to rein myself in. When you get to that point like myself, you'll figure out that your mind isn't as good as it used to be. The remembering part. But that's okay. Don't think of that as a bad thing. Think of it as something that you need to work on or different tools in the toolbox to make your mind stimulated and make your mind on course for the things that you need to do. One big thing is having a notepad, a scratch pad, and writing down your events or your, let's say, honey to-do list. But don't give yourself too much. Don't inundate your mind with lines and lines and lines of things to do. For instance, today's Tuesday. I have four things to do. Pretty simple? I think so. And I accomplish those four things, and I stroke them out, giving me a sense of accomplishment, but also me being able to look back at my work and stay grounded, even though my mind activity is at a heightened sense or heightened feeling where I can never shut it off. That's just one example. There's many different ways that we can cope with PTSD, anxiety, and depression. 
And the big thing about it is, you have to be open to make the tools work. You have to buy in. You have to find the right counselor. And anything that has happened in the past with your family, look at your family. If you've not treated them well over the years, apologize. Try not to react. Try to listen. And I know it's hard, believe me. It's truly hard. Because you think you're going through it. But your family is going through it with you. And they want you to get better. They want you to be that person that you were. But you can't go back to that person. You can only fast forward to the person that you're working on from today forward. Remember that. That's a key thing that I really had to compress, think about, absorb, and do. It is so easy to get frustrated, and it's so easy to react because I have been doing that for years. But by listening, breathing, absorbing, understanding, and being able to say, I understand. Maybe I can't answer that right now, but let's come back to it. Or let's go over that question again so I can make more sense of it. Your family are the ones that love you. Your family are the ones that want the best for you. And you know what? I know you can do that for them. I know you can do it for yourself. The biggest thing you need, the biggest thing you need is to put your hand up, to ask for help, to find the right person to talk to. Listen, I have suffered for so long. I have talked to numerous counselors, but nothing ever related to trauma until I put my hand up at the early part of 2020. And I haven't looked back. It's been absolutely awesome. My team that I work with were so in sync. It's like me going and talking about this, that, and the other thing. But it's like it's friends across the table or in Zoom calls. That's what you want. That's what you should strive for. And there's nothing wrong with asking for a second opinion. There's nothing wrong with if you think your counselors aren't doing the right things for you, then request something else. Some, you know, there's so many people out there to help. So why settle for second best whenever you can obtain the perfect fit. And that's what it is for mental health. It's the perfect fit. I say that with all honesty. Counseling should never be like a, a job that you don't like, but you have to go. Counseling should be like that job that you can't get enough of. Because in the long and short of it, counseling is going to get you to that new tomorrow. But you always have to take 
one step at a time. I would love to hear from you. Go to sunshinepeeringthroughthefog at gmail.com. If you have some questions, I can ask my team, and then I will email you back. Again, it's John McGovern finding my own way through post-traumatic stress, anxiety, and depression. But guess what? And I'm not bragging about this, but I'm seeing a difference. I truly am. Again, my name, John McGovern. Reach out to me at sunshinepeeringthroughthefog at gmail.com.